The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Your name, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouted a louder, Amen. All right, help me high five a neighbor, and then you can be seated in God's presence. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Somebody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? All right. So, we have to reconnect to where we stopped two weeks ago before Dr. K's apostolic visit. And we are talking about exploits, engaging divine wisdom and divine power. We said we don't have Christians that don't have wisdom or Christians that don't have power. A more accurate way to say it is there are no Christians that don't have access to wisdom and power. So it's possible to see a believer that looks confused and looks like they have no wisdom. It's possible to see a believer that looks weak and looks like they don't have power. But it's not because of a lack of access to wisdom. And on Sunday, we started showing us how we can access wisdom. And the same vein, how you can access power. The wisdom is in the word. So when a believer doesn't spend sufficient time in the word, or no time in the word, and please don't move too much, they won't know I'm talking about you. <laughs> it's possibly we look like he doesn't have wisdom. I've said this story before about the guy that was traveling through the desert. And of course, he became thirsty and was parched and was dehydrated and was dying. Some people found him and they rushed him to an emergency center and they wanted to give him water to drink. I tried to give him water to drink. And out of excitement, yeah, water, water, finally. He was dying. No? And he started talking, hey, if I drink this water, I will not die. He started dancing, if I drink this water, I will not die. He started jubilating, if I die, and he just suddenly fell down and died. <laughs> right in the presence of the water that was to save him. That's how many Christians are. We dance and we jiggle and we shake in church, but to drink the thing, to drink the word that carries your wisdom, to engage with what it takes to flow in what God has freely provided. Some people don't do it. Part of the reason they don't do it is because they don't know how to do it. In fact, there are three things I always say about that. Number one is a lack of knowledge. Some people don't even know they have access to wisdom, divine wisdom. I remember when I first started learning these things. I mean, one of the things we talked about two weeks ago was the fact that you need to realize that you're a spirit. When they told me, I, I didn't know I was a spirit. <laughs> How many of you can remember the day you, you caught the revelation that you're a spirit? Eh, I'm a spirit. Eh? <laughs> now, for some people, that's where it ends. But are you serious? When I say, I mean, and you grow in them. Like we prayed at the beginning of the service today, you increase in wisdom. Luke one forty two said Jesus was filled with wisdom. Verse 52 said he increased. How do you increase when you are filled? Overflow. You, can't, you don't say I've arrived. You don't say I've arrived. You keep learning these things to the point where there is an eruption of the fullness of God that there will be no trace of it. Not that there's no devil. Though. It's just that there's no trace of the devil. No trace. So, the, the, it's not that Nepa is not taking light. Nepa is taking light. It's just that you have a generator. Praise God. You understand that analogy? There's darkness everywhere, but you, you are rising and you are shining. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen. We defined an exploit as a striking or notable deed. It's not the normal. It's not ordinary. Something different, a spirited or heroic act. And we stress that two particular keys are needed to do exploits. Wisdom and power. 
and you have both of them. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Let me go further tonight. And um, apart from this teaching, we also have a new theme for our pursuit this season. In fact, I think we may even stay on this pursuit theme for three months because Dr. K has taken like two weeks of our time. <laughs> Praise God. We are talking about discovering and activating your true potential. And this is really connected um, because one of the ways you are going to be able to activate or engage the wisdom of God that is available to you and that's inside of you and the power of God that is available to you and inside of you is when you can start um, recognizing yourself and discovering the potential that you carry. What is potential? What you can do that you have not done? What is possible for you that hasn't happened? We gave several definitions. I don't want to go in there tonight. Tonight I want to talk about, and this is how we can engage wisdom, a vital part of us engaging wisdom and power. So I want to talk to you about thinking potentials or thinking at the frequency of potential, not at the frequency of actual. So I, I titled it Think Potential, Not Actual. Think potential. When you look at yourself, don't define yourself but by what meets the eye. Don't define yourself by what you have seen. I pray and I hope somebody that has received the prophecy and the word of a better second half. I hope you are not planning your July to December to look like your January to June. January to June is your actual experience. When you are projecting and planning for the next six months, don't think actual. Think potential. Hallelujah. And if you can learn how to think and function in your day-to-day living on the frequency of your potential, you will somehow tap into the wisdom of God and tap into the power of God. And you will end up doing great exploits. Say with me, think potentials, not actual. Let me look for a neighbor around you and preach it to him. Think potentials. Not actuals. Glory be to God. And I, I want to base the premise of what we're going to talk about in a little detail on one question really, but I'm going to ask it in two parts. What labels have you used to define and describe yourself? How, how do you describe yourself? Ah, I'm a pastor. Is that all? Hey, I'm a man. Is that all? I'm a woman. Is that all? I'm a millionaire. Is that all? I am unemployed currently. Is that the label you're using to define yourself? I am single. Oh, I'm married. I'm a mother. I'm a father. What labels have you used or do you use to define yourself and to describe yourself? And I'm talking even good labels. So I assume no, everybody here is smart enough not to use ugly labels or bad labels to define themselves. I'm a grasshopper. I'm a worm. <laughs> Some people do that. The, the 12 spies that Moses sent to spy in the land of Canada came back and said, ah, we can't take the land. Ah, why? Hey, there are giants in the land. And we are grasshoppers. And so we seemed in their sight. They didn't talk to any giant. Too. They just labeled themselves with negative, derogatory terms. And they concluded we cannot. Post- and they spent 40 years in the wilderness. Sir. Spent 40 years roaming around the same mountain that they had no business roaming around. Because of wrong labels. What labels have you used or do you use to define and describe yourself, good or bad? Let's even leave the bad one, the good ones. I'm a man. I'm a husband. And that's all you define yourself as. I'm a pastor. Eh? Is that all? I'm a millionaire. Is that all? 
And this is the deeper question. Have these labels limited you somewhat? The way you are calling, when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Let's even say you're not calling yourself grasshopper or warm or ah, I can't amount to anything. Let's assume we're all on the good, even the good labels. The good labels you used to define and describe yourself. See, we're talking about thinking potential, not actual. Do those labels limit you in one way or the other? Because if you don't know how to think potential and not define yourself with the right names and the right labels, you may, just, you may not be functioning your true potential. And you may not be tapping into or engaging the wisdom of God and the power of God like you ought or like you can. And the exploits you may have been walking in now. Hallelujah. You may not be seeing them. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Oh. Glory be to God. So what we are going to do tonight is because what we need to do in this season, and I am encouraging everyone to be part of our daily prayer. If you spend time in prayer, you can access things. But when we do corporate prayer, then even personal prayer, call on to me, I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 2 says, God reveals the great things he has prepared for us by his spirit. If you don't engage the spirit, you may never see them. So as we are praying in this season, the theme of the pursuit is very simple. Discover. Discover your true potential. Who are you, sir? Vis-a-vis the label that you used to define yourself. And you know, we have to use some of these labels. I'm not going to call myself a frog now. I'm going to call myself a man. But when I call myself a man, I must be able to define it properly, know the kind of man I am, and not use that man label, even though I'm accurate, to limit myself somewhat. You need to live in such a way where you are discovering your potential, you are thinking and functioning at the level of my potential, not actual, and not just discover it, activating it. Glory be to God. Let me point you in three directions how you can discover and activate your potential. Three simple things, and then we're going to pray uh, briefly to, to spur that on. So maybe you are here, you've not started working on discovering your potential like we've been talking about and challenging you to tap your neighbor and say, you better start. The journey you don't begin, you never go through it. Praise God. And the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I can guarantee you this one is more than a thousand miles. A thousand spiritual miles. <laughs> so if you've not taken one step, how far? One day Jesus was discussing with them. They, they were asking him all those their three questions. This, this just came to my mind a few days, just meditating this week. And which is the great commandment of the law. So Jesus threw the question back to them. How do you see it? How do you interpret it? And this guy got up. And gave an amazing answer. Um, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And to love your neighbor as yourself. I love the response Jesus gave him. Please watch it very carefully because that's what the Spirit of God brought to my mind. Jesus looked at him and said, yeah, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Some people are far from the kingdom of God. <laughs> far. <laughs> kingdom of God is in Lagos. They are in Australia. They are far. <laughs> from the way he reasoned. And analyze the scripture. Just ah, you are not far. He didn't say you are in. No. Amen. So maybe he was in Ibado. Kingdom of God is Lagos. Say so you are you are not far. You are not far. And that was their hope for you. <laughs> you are not like these other Pharisees that are saying there's nothing like Kingdom of God. Say so you, you are not far from it. Some people are far from it. And what God wants is for us to be in it. Hallelujah. I mean, it's one thing to be in Cuba or Mexico. It's another thing to be in America. You know, Cuba, Mexico, and here. They are not far. Then it's one thing to be in America as an American citizen with Pali and to be a, someone, an illegal alien that Donald Trump is chasing up and down the place. <laughs> so... He wants you to be in it, not that you are not far from it, and engaging. 
I mean, you're in America and you can go and deal in their stock market and their real estate. Not everybody in America can do that too. Some people, they must not appear on the grid. Only cash transactions. <laughs> Less than a Trump should locate us. They are in it too, but they are not engaging it. As we are teaching things of the kingdom, don't operate on, first of all, don't be far from it. Even not far from it is not good enough. Even in it is not good enough. It's engaging. Engaging wisdom. Engaging power. Not that you are not far from it. You are not far is better than you are far. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Three pointers to help you discover and activate your potential. Number one is your prophecy. If you want to discover your potential and then activate it, locate your prophecy. Ah, do I have prophecy? Yes, sir. In fact, you have plenty of them. Luke chapter 4. Let's start with what Jesus did here. Locate your prophecy. Hallelujah. So, Luke chapter 4, Jesus went to pray after the baptism of John. When the Holy Ghost came upon me, he went into the wilderness to fast and pray. Like we are going to be fasting and praying next week. Somebody shout amen. amen. And the Bible said, verse 14, he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out throughout the surrounding region taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And how it all happened, apart from the fasting and praying that took place in the wilderness, verses 16 and 17 give us a clue. Watch what happened there. So he came to Nazareth, his hometown, and verse 17, he went to the synagogue, and the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Somebody say prophet. Look at your neighbor and say, locate your prophecy. And he found the place. Locate your prophecy. He found the place where it was written. Now watch this. So that thing has been written hundreds of years before Jesus came. It was written with no name attached to it. They didn't say Jesus. But he found his prophecy. Verse 18. And he read the prophecy. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. So that media is Jesus. He goes through the way we are me. And the Bible said he finished reading the prophecy, closed the book, verse 20, sat down, everybody was looking at him. Like all of you are looking at me now. And he said, today is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. Kenneth Copeland said he was studying this text one day and he said, God told him that that was the text Jesus read everywhere he went, particularly in the beginning of his ministry. See, he said it was his custom to read the scriptures. After he returned from Galilee, can you go show him that this was the text he always started with? That's a prophecy about the Christ. And the Jews knew that. And Jesus was telling them, I am the Christ. I am the one that they are talking about there. He read that scripture and he, would tell, and he said, What happened in Luke chapter 4? You see, this was his hometown. That's what he said. God told him that this is what Jesus did. Particularly those early parts of ministry, everywhere he went. Where they accepted it and embraced him, miracles happened. The prophecy became fulfilled. He told them today, in other words, in this service, by this time tomorrow, this prophecy is fulfilled in your head. Everybody that is poor, good news will come to you. You don't have to be poor anymore. Everybody that is sick, you don't have to be sick. Everybody that is broken hearted, you don't have broken hearted. Everybody in prison, whether in Kirikiri or outside, but imprisoned in your spirit and your soul, you don't have to be. He read that scripture to them. I am he that Isaiah prophesied about. And everywhere he went, once people believed him, as he declared his prophecy, miracles happened. Where they did not believe him, like these people in Nazareth, nothing happened. Verse 22 said, all of them bore witness to him and they marveled at the gracious words. They admitted these are gracious words. That proceeded out of his mouth. But they now said, is this not Joseph? And I said, now watch with this is where actual and potential is. Jesus through his prophecy was telling of his potential. 
I can heal the sick. I can preach good news to the poor. I can set the captives free. They brought it down to you are a carpenter. Go and connect chair for go and build chair for us. Actual and potential. Actual. You see, some people just live in actual. And be careful. There will be people around you that want you to live in actual. Because they are unbelievers. Or they don't believe in you. They don't believe in your prophecy. They don't believe in what God has told you. So they want you to remain sick. Talking to you as if you are going to forever be sick. They want you to remain poor. They want you to remain a carpenter when you carry potential and destined to be the Messiah. That's life. Jesus told them, ah, you will say physician, heal yourself. Whatever we had that was done in... So this is is crazy people, though. They had had, you see, they said his, new, his fame spread abroad. They had had that miracles happened in Ibadan when he went. You know, like Reverend K, when he comes, he will go to Ife, he will go to Portacot. Then he will come to Lagos. What you did in Portacot, come and do here. We will see. Don't we know you? They wanted to bring him down to his actual natural realm. But Jesus refused, though. He said, you will tell me the proverb, position, heal yourself. But I will tell you, there were many widows in Zarephath. And there was no widow that God sent Elijah to except the widow of Zarephath. There were many lepers in Syria. And there was no prophet that God sent Elijah, Elijah to except um, Naaman. When he told them, they got angry. Eh? <laughs> they are talking to us like that. They wanted to kill him. Throw him off the cliff. But the Bible said Jesus passed through them. Locate your prophecy. Whether people believe it or not, their business. Can I hear loud amen? Amen. If they don't believe you, leave their territory. Praise God. Leave their space. What is most important is that you, you believe your prophecy. And I guarantee you, if you believe it well enough and start declaring it like Jesus everywhere he went, you will read that text and you will say, this day, someone should start practicing that. That's how you function in your potential. Oh, I'm still doing carpentry work, oh. But I can see what God has prophesied over my desk. Let me show you some of your prophecy. Well, I mean, Pastor, how look at my prophecy? Very simple. Go to the books Jesus read. Let's start Isaiah. You to go to the book of Isaiah, like, and you can even start with that Isaiah chapter 61 if you're interested. But let's read a few. Let me show you your prophecy. And as, as we are reading, see whether you can find your name there or find yourself there. Let me just read a couple of your prophecies. Somebody say my prophecy. And I tell you what you should learn to do is like Jesus, learn to read these things to yourself day after day, multiple times a day at times. And say, today, is this scripture fulfilled in my life? Ah, no manifestation yet. I'm functioning in my potential. Not my actual experience. I'm not allowing my bank account to dictate how I should live my life. I'm not allowing some unbelievers that are around me. You know, some people, they won't believe anything. Anything Bible. Don't, if you don't want to believe your business. Isaiah 51, verses 1 to 3. I have three texts. Maybe I'll read one. I'll give you the other two. Listen to me. You will follow after righteousness. I mean, is that talking to you? Do you follow after righteousness? For crying out loud, they are in church on a Wednesday night. You who seek the Lord. Eh? Does it, is it sounding like you? Look to the rock from where you are hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you are dug. Look to Abraham, your father. Look to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone, and I blessed and increased him. So look to Abraham. What is your own prophecy? What is God about to tell you? Like I called Abraham, I'm calling you. Like I blessed Abraham, I'm blessing you. Like I increased Abraham, I'm going to increase you. Or I have increased you. Glory be to God. Verse 3. For the Lord will comfort Zion. Talking about me, sir. Zion is the church, and I'm in the church. 
you read things like this and you say, this day is this scripture fulfilled in my life. I will be comforted. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. He will comfort all embrace places. When you read things like this, they are talking about me. If nobody else believes it, I will believe it. Jesus didn't wait for anybody to believe Isaiah 61 before I started believing it. He will comfort all my waste places. He will make my wilderness like Eden, my deserts like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found in my life. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. I mean, let's to take this like this. This is me they are talking about. There are plenty of things like this in Isaiah. Isaiah 54 is another one. The whole chapter, of course, we don't have time for that one. But let's just read a few verses there. Isaiah 54. Glory be to God. Sing, go barren. It's very good for people that are believing God for fruitfulness. Whether physically or financially or spiritually. Sing, go barren. They are prophesying to you. You who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tents. That's what we are doing in church. Enlarging the place of our tents. We don't have a bigger land yet, but bless God, we can do multiple services. Stretch forth the curtains of your habitation or your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Watch the prophecy. You will expand to the right, hallelujah, and to the left. And your descendants shall inherit the villages. Eh? Eh Nations. Somebody shout nations. And make the desolate cities to be inhabited. And you, you, I mean, this one, you read the whole chapter. And you read, I say, ah, this is me. This day is this scripture fulfilled. This is how you can function on the frequency of potential rather than function on the um, frequency of actual. You will never tap into wisdom and tap into power if you're only doing actual. You've got to do what Jesus did. Locate your prophecy. The Bible is a prophetic book. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? That's apart from the prophecy we speak over your life in church. <laughs> Praise God. Number one, locate your prophecy. This is how you function and potential. Number two, how can I discover my potential? How can I activate it? Number two, the words of Christ. Jesus said some crazy things. Crazy. Talking about you and I. Crazy. Somebody say crazy. And he was talking to us. And he obviously wasn't talking about our actual experience. Because we're going to read a few of them. I have just like three again. Oh, the prophecy, I have three texts for you. I read two, Isaiah 51, Isaiah 54, Isaiah 60. Arise and shine for your light has come. The old chapter. Locate your prophet. You shall be a joy and eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. You tell yourself every day, today is this scripture fulfilled in my hearing, my life. Actual may not look like it, but what are you doing? Functioning. On the frequency of your potential. Listen to some of the things Jesus said. I have like three or four texts here. And the whole gospel is full about Jesus. And remember, remember what Dr. K taught us. January, I said January. Genesis to Malachi. The Bible said there are types and shadow of Jesus. Glory be to God. So it's not just the words of Christ. When we are saying the words of Jesus... Even those typologies of the bronzing serpent that was raised in the wilderness, that is Christ speaking to us. When he was walking with those disciples on the road of Emmaus, the Bible said he opened the scriptures to them. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John haven't been written there. Only January to Malachi. I mean, when I watch the video of the disciples sometimes, I find out I'm saying something. Now, you guys don't correct me. 
Is it in there here what I said? I'm saying January now. I've said it twice. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Fair enough. Genesis to Malachi. And said he expounded to them things concerning himself. So, apart from the prophecy you can pick from scriptures, the whole Old Testament, they are the words of Christ. And on top of that, Jesus now said things like this. Matthew 11, verse 11. Matthew 11, 11, assuredly. Somebody shout that word, assuredly. In other words, I'm not joking. No. It may sound crazy. It may sound unreal, but I'm telling you the truth. Verily, verily, some translations will say, I say to you, glory be to God. Among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Everybody that lived from Adam to the day Jesus was speaking, and specifically referring to everyone under the Old Testament, said the greatest of them was John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom, let's bring it home, the least person here, however you measure least, whatever matrix you use, least in the in age, least in wisdom, least spiritually, least financially, least maritally, whatever matrix you want to use to measure it, the least as long as they are in the kingdom, or not if they are far from the kingdom, Hello? <laughs> Praise God. Not if they are near the kingdom. You're in Cuba. <laughs> and you want to go to US. You're trying to cross, but Trump is building a wall. <laughs> no. In the kingdom. Somebody say, I'm in the kingdom. The least in the kingdom of heaven is what? Greater than all of them. Crazy statement. Where's your prophecy? Or the words of Jesus. Your potential. He's speaking to your potential. Speaking to your potential. Ah, you say me, I've not, I've not parted the Red Sea yet. I've not caused 10 plagues to come upon Nigeria. And I want to, I want to go before some governors, some politicians that are stealing our money. And I will say, frogs! <laughs> but he's telling you your potential. Speaking to your potential. So, you need to learn to stop thinking of yourself, I'm just a man, I'm just a husband, and start thinking of yourself as somebody greater than Solomon. Greater than David. Hallelujah. Greater than all of them. Even if you are the least among us. I wonder what the greatest among us will be working in. Verse 12 gives us some light as to how we can make this a reality. And from the days of John the Baptist, which is from now forward. So he said from beginning to this day. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. You see, this is why some things, some of these potential things we don't want. Because it, you have to be violent about it. Not physical violence. But violence with your, violent with your faith. Violent with the way you think. I'm not just a man. I'm the greatest of them. I'm greater than all of them. If you, if you are casual about it, you will never see it, sir. It will forever remain a potential, but that will not be your story. Amen. I, I was thinking about this. Will a day ever come <laughs> where we live out the fullness of these things? It, it's hard to see. But one thing I can testify of, if you can start thinking it, at least you will live where you are. Even if you don't become the fullness. But thank God, sickness will not be ravaging your body. Poverty will not be controlling your life. You at least, even if you can't. I mean, look at what he's saying. The least in this church is greater than the greatest of the Old Testament. Ah, ah. But what he's talking about, he's speaking to our potential. So you need to start thinking like that. And I'm telling you, if you can start thinking and you are violent about it, not that you forget this someone two months after today, because that's what people do. Or you didn't come to service when we preached it and you were not serious enough to listen to the message, so you didn't know what we said. 
to be violent. He said, the violent take it by force. It will not come like ripe fruit fruit falling off a tree. You have to believe it. And you have to engage. That engage word is a violent word. We just don't walk in wisdom and power. We engage it. And we deliberately ignore where we are actually speaking and begin to Tap into our potential. How do you know our potential? Number one, check your prophecy. Number two, check the words of Christ. Jesus is telling you, you are greater than you think you are. And you better learn to be violent with it. Hallelujah. Look at this one. If you thought that was crazy, I think this one is crazier. So somebody say, I'm greater than all the Old Testament saints. <laughs> Look at this one he said. John 14, verse 12. <laughs> Most assuredly, you see, he will always use that phrase because I know what I'm about to tell you. Your mind cannot carry it. You are like that little boy. I told you the story of the guy that went to fish by the lake. And one old man came beside him. And the old man noticed something very interesting. Unlike every other person that fishes... When you go to fish, or ah, try how many of you go to fish here? Okay, use your imagination. <laughs> I just realized negotiations don't go to fish, they go to buy fish. <laughs> you use your imagination. Do you have imagination you can borrow for a few seconds? You when you catch fish, you catch everything. Even if you are going to throw some of the fish back, maybe you caught one tiny one and this is a waste of my time. But you notice this boy was throwing the big fish back and retaining the smaller one. So after a while, the old man could not take it. I said, young man, <laughs> should I take it to Yaba? <laughs> Yaba left. <laughs> Why are you there? The guy said, ah, no, old man, I'm okay. Before I left my house, I measured the diameter of my frying pan. And any fish bigger than two centimeters, I can't fry it. It's too big. The old man said, I jail. <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> That's what these scriptures are. It's bigger than your mind can comprehend. If you're not careful, you will throw it back. And two months later, you haven't forgotten we ever taught you what we are teaching you. And you start living in the realm of actual. And Lagos streets will help you very well. By the time you drive through 10 portals, <laughs> and never takes your light, your transformer burns. Eh? Internet shuts down. What do you mean all this? I, just, I think it was one pastor put a post. Um, they said something happened in New York. There was blackout. Something I said the other time, and 40,000 people were They said, that when will blackout become breaking news in Nigeria? CNN carried it as breaking news. Because <laughs> blackout is not supposed to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> they will help you very well to live an actual life. Oh. Lagos, places like this, they, they will do what they did to Jesus in Nazareth. Talkless of the demons. So. so you better, when he says assuredly, or verily, verily, you better verily, verily listen. I say to you, he's talking to you again. He who believes in me, do you believe in him? I can't hear you. Stop denying your faith. Do you believe in him? Watch your potential. Because obviously this is not our actual. Watch your potential. The works that I do, he will do also. You know that's crazier. First of all, it was like all of them in the past. John the Baptist is the greatest. But the smallest of you is even greater than John the Baptist. We are still struggling with that one. He's not telling us what I do. You will do. If he had stopped there, and I said, even greater. Ah! <laughs> even greater. Works than this will he do because I go to the Father. Verse 13, watch your potential. And this will help somebody that doesn't like praying or doesn't enjoy praying or doesn't pray. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask what? In my name, I will do it. 
Now, you know that's not your actual experience. Am I right or am I right? But can you start thinking at that frequency, anything I pray, God will answer. God will answer. Thinking at that frequency. That's how you tap into wisdom and power. When you stop living on the actual plane and by faith and consciously and consistent practice, start living on my potential. How do I find my potential? Check your prophecy. Check what Jesus said about you. Assuredly, I say to you. Watch the craziest one. I mean, we are still struggling with that one. No? <laughs> Praise God. I mean, you are telling me that I'm greater than Moses and all these guys? Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm not even just telling you. How many of you think, honestly speaking, don't raise your hand, do you really think you are the least in this church? I, mean, I don't think I'm the least. So. Back to how you label yourself. Now, do you think you are the least, Pastor Le? You don't. Most of us don't think we are the least. Am I right or am I right? But he said even the least is greater. Then said, you will do what I do. You will even do greater than I do. Then look at this one he said in John 17. Crazy. We've done crazy. We've done crazier. So this one must be what? Craziest. <laughs> Watch this one. Oh. God will help you. Fasten your seatbelt. And notice I'm quoting Bible. I'm not reading Aladdin or Alice in Wonderland. You know I'm giving you the references. Mm-hmm. John 17 from verse 16. They are not of this world, of the world, just as I am not of the world. He was praying to God here. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Hold on to your seatbelt very well. As you have sent me into the world, I also have sent them. Watch your potential. You are sent like Jesus was sent. Ah! How was Jesus sent? He was sent as the savior of the world. How was Jesus sent? He was sent as the Messiah. He was sent as the healer, the deliverer. As you sent me, glory be to God. So, you are not just a man, no. Be careful the labels you used to describe. Only because you just be living an actual normal life. When you can be doing something bigger than you are doing. Somebody shout exploits. I can't hear you. Shout exploits. As you have sent me into the world. Look at how he was sent. Let's read it so in case somebody has forgotten. How was Jesus sent? Isaiah 7 verse 14. How he sent is how he came to the world. Watch his prophecy. Their prophecy is like my prophecy. Their destiny is like my destiny. Hallelujah. The Bible said that him that sanctify and they that sanctify, they are one. That's, that's why he calls us brethren. Therefore, Isaiah 7, 14, the Lord himself will give you a sign. This is how Jesus came. This is how Jesus was sent. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you shall call him what? God among us. He's saying that's how you are sent. As a sign. This is why I tell you every Wednesday and any time you come of your life, learn to pray for signs and wisdom and wonders. You are sent as a sign and a wonder to this world. Stop living an ordinary life, sir. I have not had a bad day in over a decade. I've not been sick in over 25 years. I've not been broke one day in my life and I will never be broke in the name of Jesus. And I will never be sick in the name of Jesus. And I will never have a bad day. Why? You are sent as a sign. That's my potential. I mean, I, I, when I started reading this, I said, are you And I realized all I need to do is just to be, like we said last time in this teaching, elevate your thinking to heavenly things. Start thinking. Don't think like a Lagosian. No. Don't even think like an American. Don't think like you live in the White House. You are more than White House. You are sent as a sign. You are sent as a sign. 
How? Like a virgin will conceive and bear a son. And watch, they will call his name what? Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God among men. Oh, God with us. You see, that's how you are. So, Isaiah 8, 18. Jesus said, I and the children, which is you and I. Are you one of the children? We are for what? Signs and wonders. That's your potential. That should be the way you are thinking, the way you are talking, and the way you are living your life. And I'm telling you, if you can train yourself to think, talk, live that way, from time to time you will be tapping into divine wisdom, tapping into divine power, and you'll be doing amazing things and sharing amazing testimonies. That people will think you're lying. They will think you're lying. Like some people think I'm lying when I tell them I've not been sick in 25 years. They will think you're lying. Or you are boasting. No, we are from heaven, sir. Where we come from, we don't need to boast. We don't fall sick. Where we come from, we don't fall sick. So we've done crazy, we've done crazy, we've done crazy, yes. The next, what can we say after that one? Most craziest. No, let's stay with the word crazy. See, he said, I am sent like Emmanuel, and that's how they are sent to. So, John chapter 10. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, Emmanuel. Okay, we have an Emmanuel in service. Good. You better adopt that name for yourself. (laughs) Hello. Again, that word means God with us. So, Jesus answered them, John 10, 34. Is it not written in your law? You people, your problem is that you don't know your potential. You think of yourself as ordinary men, ordinary women. You don't know your potential. That's your problem. I'm not the one that has a problem. Is it not written in your law? You are gods. I said you are gods. What does Emmanuel mean? Eh? God with us, God among us. God said in your law or in the law or in his word, and for further reference, Psalm 82. He was quoting a psalm that told us our potential. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. See, these things are strange to us because we have trained ourselves to be living actual life. You are not supposed to be living actual life. Train yourself to live potential life. I have said in your law, I said you are gods. If he called, and watch how you are a god. Please, so simple, it takes the devil to misunderstand it. If he called them gods, to whom the word of the Lord came. That's how a god operates. Just receive the word of the Lord that comes to you. I mean, that's how you function in this thing, no? Just what did they say? What did they write? What did they preach? What did they announce? Receive it. Not argue with it. Not forget it. The moment you receive that word, they told me, I'm a spirit. And I received it. And I said, living like a spirit. That was the end of sickness and disease in my life. Spirits don't fall sick, sir. It's bodies that fall sick. Glory be to God. And if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, God will through that spirit what quicken your body. It's not like we don't have opportunities to fall sick. When the opportunity comes, because we know we are spirits, and we know the Holy Spirit, the Ogapatapatapaya spirit lives in us, through his power we can subdue the sickness and disease. Hallelujah. He called them gods to whom the word of the Lord came. And the scriptures cannot be broken. Nobody can remove Psalm 82 from the Bible. More so now that Jesus reprinted it in John chapter 10. Out of two witnesses. The psalmist wrote it. The Christ preached it. It's established, sir. It cannot be broken. Hallelujah. Except you don't believe it. Though. That's when we won't see it. But someone shout, I believe it. These scriptures cannot be broken. So he now told them, how dare you say, because that was the argument. Jesus was telling them, I'm the son of God. He was even telling them, I'm the son of God. He downloaded or he reduced. Because the prophecies that 
it means the same thing, no? Son of God means the same, but it's like you are God among men. That's what God said. Emmanuel means God among men. So he was just telling them because he knew they couldn't handle it. I'm the son of God. And they got angry. Can you call yourself the son of God? Are you making yourself equal to God? He said, ah, relax. Have you not read your Bible? So verse 36, why do you say of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world? And remember, we are sent like a saint. Why do you say I'm blaspheming? Because I said I'm the son of God. I'm even giving you a lower down translation. Hallelujah. Learn to understand that your true potential. Somebody say my true potential. I'm like God among men. I'm not God though. But I'm like God among men. One day in the book of Acts. I think it was Paul and Silas. They went to preach somewhere. At first they thought they were ordinary men. Then the miracles started happening. People said, people started shouting, hey, the gods have descended among us. That is our potential. Living days of heaven on the earth. Because like he was sent as God among men, so you and I are sent as God among men. Glory be to God. The third one. Let me quickly do that one in two minutes. So there are three pointers to discovering and activating your potential. I was thinking about this today when I was just, as I was praying for service, and I remember, and I just said to myself, I have not done this in a while. I will just take the book of Isaiah, particularly from chapter 40 to chapter 66. Thank God for audio Bible. I will just play it and be hearing all those prophecies because they are my prophecy. They are my prophecy. Like Jesus saw himself in Isaiah 61. You too can see yourself in Isaiah 61 because as he was sent, you are sent. Hallelujah. And any other prophecy you find in the Bible. That's the first thing to start. If you want to really tap into your potential, you may never become um, the fullness of the baptism. I can guarantee you, you will never remain where you are. And I don't know about you, that's good enough for me. This thing is a journey. As long as I'm moving forward, <laughs> praise God. I'm here, I'm fine. <laughs> Start thinking your potential, not your actual. Your prophecy, what Jesus said to you. Somebody say to me. That is what the Old Testament is. Your prophecy, and Old Testament goes all the way till the end of John. All the way to the end of John. From Genesis to Malachi to John. And what Jesus said to us. That's what the Gospels are recorded. And the third part of the Bible is the revelations of the risen Christ. That's another place to look if you want to see your potential. Check your prophecy. They call the Old Testament the law and the prophets. Check the things Jesus said. The crazy things Jesus said. And begin to put them in your mind and in your mouth and be confessing them and be saying to yourself, This day, this scripture fulfilled in my life. Then go beyond that because all that was, see, Jesus said, All the list of us is greater than all the prophets in the Old Testament. The list of us or those that believe in him, not the least, will do what he did and more than he did. But that was earthly Jesus. There is a resurrected Jesus. And when you go into the epistles from the book of Acts to the end, you will find amazing things there. As he is, so are we. As he is in heaven. Now, you know that's not your actual. Am I right or am I right? Have you walked through a door before? Has cloud carried you to heaven before? No. But that's your potential. When you are riding Okada, I hope you are not thinking, ah, this is me. This is my destiny. Okada, Okada, Okada. No. That may be your actual experience, but that's not your potential. And you have to learn to stop thinking of yourself in the light or in the terms of your actual, but what? That one, as he is, so are we in this world. It's not even in my text. That's First John chapter 4, isn't it? So First John, sir. Look at the three texts God gave me. Is it three or four? Okay, I have 
Well, there's one part that three is combined. Quickly, then we're going to pray for about five minutes. Colossians 2.9. So Kenneth Higgins taught us, study the in him scriptures. The by him, through him. All those new, you will only find them from Acts. More specifically from Romans. But Acts is good. See, let me tell you one deficiency of the New Testament that the Old Testament beats the New Testament in. New Testament is a smaller book. They focus more on this in Christ's revelations than how the people that walk, they need to live their everyday life. So, like this, what we studied on Sunday, where we went to the kings, and we read about Saul, and we read about David, and we read about Asher. There's little of that in the New Testament. In fact, the only two people that they covered part of their life was Peter and Paul. And it's only in the book of Acts. And they didn't cover it as detailed as they covered. That's one advantage of the Old Testament over the New Testament. They didn't give us the day-to-day living as much as we have in the Old Testament. And that's why we should interpret the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament. We will get more practical day-to-day living. The New Testament is just the revelation, and they are very important, and it was deliberate. Because the things that are, that are in those epistles are, ah, forget this first two is crazy enough. Oh, oh, sorry, we've already gotten to most crazy. I mean, this one is now, they now blew the lead of most crazy. Look at Colossians 2 9. <laughs> for in him, you see, these are the scriptures. You look for these things. There are over 300 of them. When you read your Bible, you see in him, whether they say him or in Christ or through him or through Christ. Learn to study those scriptures. They're actually referring to you. And they are speaking to your potential. Your true potential. Who you are in him. Who he is in you. Like the choir minister to us on Sunday. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for where you are. Learn to keep reaching for more. Why? Look at texts like this. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. What's Godhead? Father, Spirit, Son. Bodily. There's a man in heaven. His name is Jesus. And as he is, so are we. And in him, the fullness of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit dwells in. And you are what? Complete. In him. Nothing missing. Nothing broken, nothing lacking, nothing stolen. In him, that's your potential. That may not be your actual look, but we are telling you your potential, sir. The fullness. This is not God and Emmanuel. That's where we stopped. With the, that's how far the Old Testament took us. God coming down, downgrading his anointing. Remember all those revelations that we gave us? Taking up sinful flesh. And being among men. That is powerful though. That was what produced all those things Jesus did. But the in Christ revelation is beyond that realm. After he did all that bodily flesh, he now went back to heaven, got all his glory. But the fullness of the Godhead, they put that inside of you. Complete. That's your true potential. So why you think you can be sick, I don't know. I can guarantee you there's a devil involved. Why you think you can be poor or you should have a bad day, I don't know. The day they crucified Jesus on the cross, they didn't have a bad day in heaven. I can guarantee you God was rejoicing. Because he told us, we read this yesterday, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, trials and tests. That was a temptation. For God. And God's position is God's disposition. So, God's position, what is written in the word, to count it all joy. Can't be that God should be rejoicing. And God's disposition is that one day God was sad. Forget, they were still rejoicing in heaven. As they were nailing God to the cross, God was rejoicing in heaven. 
<laughs> Praise God. The fullness of the Godhead. Amen. Amen. And you are what? Complete in him. Who is the head of all principality and power and dominion. Watch verse 8. Very powerful text. Colossians 2, 8. Beware. Because this is your potential, beware. Lest anyone cheat you through one year, year philosophy. That doesn't tell you who you are in Christ. The risen Christ. Or one empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, Yoruba tradition, Igbo tradition, American tradition. Beware. Don't let those things blind you from knowing who you are and your true potential. According to the basic principles of this world and not according to Christ. I mean, I think that's the ultimate. That the fullness of the Godhead is inside us. That's our potential. So the other texts are in 1 John 4, 4, 1 John 5, 4. The greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes his village. 1 John 5, 4. The world. The world. So you should not have a problem calling yourself world number one, whatever you want to call yourself. You shouldn't. That's thinking potential. World number you, Your actual may not, in fact, your actual may be far from it. Remember the far from it analogy? But you should know. I'm a world, we are, in fact, it's not just world, though, galaxy. Sir, galaxy world, over. I'm the world number one galaxy. I'm, I think I should upgrade that now. We've said world number one. <laughs> Galaxy number one, Pastor. Yeah, that's sounding good. <laughs> I mean, I carry God, sir. Gal- you, that's my potential. Ah, you don't believe it. You're like the people in Jesus' hometown. Your business. We'll go to the next hometown. We'll look for the next person that will believe it, sir. we we'll look for the next person. The last one. Philippians 4.13. I think that's a good text to wrap it up. After Paul saw all these things, he just woke up one day and said, I can do all things. Through Christ that strengthens me. And all means all, sir. <laughs> that's my potential. I can marry. I can have children. I can run a successful business. I can do ministry. Anything you can put on that all. Look at me, sir. I can do it. That's my potential. And that's what I think of myself. That's what I say of myself. That's what I believe of my. My actual may not look like it, oh. Glory be to God. But you see, I'm wise. I'm not foolish. I don't run my life based on actual. There's foolish people that run their life based on actual. I run my life based on my what's potential. Rise on your feet. Let's just do like five minutes of praying before we close. Don't be that guy that said, ah, if I drink this water, I will not die. Ah, they've told me my potential now. Don't jump about the potential. Start activate it. Sorry, engage it. Because <laughs> some people, all this thing is just, ah, it sounds good, sir. It sounds good. It's, it's nice. Mm-mm. Engage the wisdom and the power, sir. Glory be to God. While he was still shouting, if I drink this water, I will not die, he fell down and he died. Start engaging your true put in the place of prayer. That's prayer is the best place to start, particularly prayer in tongues. The Holy Ghost will help you. Can I hear loud? Amen. That's the best place to start. Oh, hallelujah! Discover it. These things have to come to you as a revelation, not something my pastor told me on a Wednesday evening. No, it doesn't work that because pastor told you on a Wednesday evening. It's good that pastor told you on a Wednesday evening, but pray for revelation then activate it. Let something move. Hallelujah. Shift something. Glory be to God. Take a step. The journey of a thousand spiritual minds starts with one step. Take a step you've not taken before and begin to see this potential come to pass. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Somebody open your mouth. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. 
We are located at Kingsward Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.